Hey guys, what's going on today? Uh, welcome to the Checkup Podcast. It's just me, Caleb Willard, and today we're going to be doing a review of the NBA Finals. Um, you know, we've had a day to process the Finals. Um, in one day, we've heard enough analysts say dumb things about the Finals, so we're going to dive into it. My football fans, I want to talk to you first, though. Um, I know you've been waiting for the football side of the podcast. Look, I hope you all understand this past couple weeks have been the NBA Finals, you know, the championship. So we've been focusing a lot on that. But next week is going to be our first big football take. Um, we're going to preview it a little bit today. So definitely stay tuned. It's coming. Um, but we're going to get back to the most important part of the NBA season. So let's get to it. Um, and when we talk about the Finals... You know, like I said, it's been one day since the finals. And the recency bias is already kicking in. And before we even start to talk, guys, like, please tune recency bias out. Please be intelligent. Okay, I've I've already heard analysts take back basically everything they said about Chris Paul and agree with me. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's annoying. Don't switch up. Okay, if, you're, if you got your opinion, stick with it. And then, you know, like, when you get new information, you can change it. But please preface it by saying you were wrong. I just, I would appreciate it, right? Like, I, all I've heard, a lot of what I've heard is that, you know, you know, before this series, or even during the series, before this game, really, you know, it was Chris Ball, point god, legendary leadership, passing, blah, blah, blah. And then now it's like, wow, you know, they're lucky. They got really lucky to get to the finals. Look, it's not cool. All right, at least say you were wrong. You know, at least acknowledge that, that you gave a dumb take. You know, I've been on the winning side this entire time. Like, like don't just switch up on me and pretend you were right. All right, but, uh, you know, let's get into it. Um, recency bias aside, let's let's start to think here. So, the Bucks beat the Suns. The final score was, wasn't it, was it 108, 105-98? I think that was the final score, 105 to 98. Guys, what, so what's deceiving about this game? Okay, people see that Giannis had 50, and they see the score, and they're like, huh, that's weird. Well, let me let me further that statement by saying if you watched the game, you knew that the Suns were within four points with five minutes left in the game. This was a close game. This was a tight game. Giannis had 50. Okay? And, you know, really really, Giannis' performance highlighted what I said last episode. In that Giannis is the most dominant player in the league. And it's not close. Alright? He went to the free throw line 19 times. And I think he deserved at least 17 of them. Okay? He got the crap fouled out of them. And it just didn't matter to him. Like, it just didn't matter. He's... He's so dominant. He goes into the paint. He eats all of these hits. And, I mean, he plays grown man basketball. There's no other way to put it. No other player in the league does it to the level that Giannis does it. And the consistency that Giannis does it. DeAndre Ayton, the big man for the Suns. You know, DeAndre Ayton is actually a center. He looked terrified. I don't know if you noticed, but his hands were shaking. I mean, he was on... He would get the ball, and Giannis would be on the defense. You know, Giannis had five blocks last night. Five. Five blocks. Giannis, I mean, DeAndre Ayton looked scared when the ball came to him, and it was his time to score. He did not look well 
All right, when it came to defense, DeAndre Aiden was like, yo, let me take a step back. <laughs> let me let me not be involved in this. And part of my opinion is that he was not prepared for Giannis. This postseason didn't prepare him to play Giannis. He played Anthony Davis, what, two games? And Anthony Davis gave him 30, both of them. Right? You know, Jokic, Jokic is not does not play like a big, he plays like a true wing. He plays finesse, he passes. <clears throat> Jokic averaged like nine assists this season. Okay? Kawhi Leonard, who's usually the big lock, you know, the big guy lock, didn't play. You know, all, all I'm saying is that it didn't, you know, he never, he hadn't gone up against a true dominant big like this, and it showed. <clears throat> he really, really struggled. At the end of the day, he averaged 15 and 12. Um, you need more than 15 points a game. Like, you do. And the defense was just not nearly to the same caliber as it was earlier in the playoffs. The Giannis DeAndre Ayton was the biggest mismatch of the series. And it showed. So, um, like I said, we're celebrating Giannis's 50-piece. You know, man hooped out of his mind. But let me make a point. All right, before we get carried away in everything Giannis did, he went 50, he went 50 and 14, had five blocks. He was swiping at everything. All right, he got goaltending calls because he was trying to block everybody. I love the energy. It was impressive. Okay, but before we get carried away in what Giannis did, we have to back up for a second. I said a couple minutes ago that they were up by four points with five minutes to go. <clears throat> That was with Giannis having a 50-point game. A 50-point game. And the, the score was within four. Why do you think that is? Because the number two player on the court is the most important player on today's court. Okay? Giannis's 50 did not matter at the end of the day. The difference maker. The difference maker was Drew Holiday versus, or was Chris Middleton versus Devin Booker? Was Drew Holiday versus Devin Booker? Okay, Chris Chris Paul uh, took the lead last night. Okay, he took the responsibility to score and to distribute. You know, this was his, ultimately his legacy on the line. So I was cool with him taking the number one spot from Book. Um, but book, I mean, book got strapped. I mean, the defense that was being played on Devin Booker, I mean, they, they might as well, you know, they, they basically locked him up. Book didn't have a single three all game, which is ridiculous. Um, Drew Holiday had five steals. Booker didn't do a single thing on defense. Alright, Book didn't have a block, a steal. You know, Chris Middleton had four steals. Drew Holiday had five. Uh, they, you know, they, Chris Middleton had 17 points, a couple points less than Book. But the defense is what set Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday above Devin Booker. You know, ultimately, it didn't matter what Giannis did. The game was so close because the number two guys on the court were so close in performances. 
you know, the Bucks, you know, Chris Middleton just barely outperformed uh, outperformed Book. So the score is going to show that. It didn't it doesn't show that Giannis had 50. Okay, if I was if I was going to tell you before the game that Giannis was going to have 50, you would think they blow him out by 20. That's what you would think. He had 50 off of what 25, 26 shots. You would think that Giannis that these this Bucks team blew the Suns out by 20 at home. Back in the day, that would be true, but it's not anymore. It's up to the number two guy to separate teams. And this isn't new. This isn't just for the series, okay? Um, why did you know? It, like it, this goes. This goes back to. Gosh, we can talk about any team. The series. What about the series before with the Nets and the Bucks? Or two series ago? I'm sorry, two series ago with the Nets and Bucks. It didn't matter what Kevin Durant did, because Kevin Durant hooped. Kevin Durant was the best player on the court by far. Okay, but his number two was an injured James Harden, or it was Blake Griffin. Right and. Sucks to suck, but Blake Griffin is not better than Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton. So the Bucks won. Didn't matter what Kevin Durant did. I mean, you know, it, Kevin Durant almost won the game anyway. But it was up to the number two guy to prove the difference. And the Bucks number two guy, it didn't matter that Kevin Durant played better than Giannis that series. What it came down to was that Chris Middleton was playing better than Blake Griffin. So the Bucks were winning games. All right. Um, think about you know the Cavaliers and the Warriors those series, right? Steph Curry was frying the number two guy on the Cavaliers. He fried Kyrie the first you know that first series in 2017. In 2018, who was the number two? Kevin Love fried him. I mean, come on, it wasn't even close. Did they sweep the Cavs this year? Or the Cavs get one. I don't even remember. It was one of the two. You got LeBron James on your team, and you're getting close to swept because the number two gap was that big. Um, so, like I said, you know, it's it's not that it's not that uh, Giannis was you know Gian, Giannis was dominant. He is the story, but it's not why they won. Giannis, they didn't win the game. Like I respect. It's not. It's no disrespect to Giannis's fifty. Don't take it like that. But it's the fact that Giannis dropped 50, and this was a close game. Why? Because the number twos played so close. Booker, tough love, didn't have a great game. But you know, and, and that ended up costing him. Um, so I want to I want to make another point about the series, and actually, it's it's more about Chris Paul, and I have what I think is the perfect comparison for Chris Paul. I'm I'm hoping y'all like it. Okay, this is. I think it's a very respectful comparison. I think it's very accurate in place in both play style and legacy. So let's let's sorry, hold on. Let me let me gather my thoughts real quick. Um so Chris Paul, this series, this was his fourth playoff series that he was up two zero and ended up losing. Okay, so it's his fourth, the most ever, by a single player. You know, it's hard to get out of that hole. 
as a player. You know, once you're, I, I mean, it really, it, it really does come down to him not being able to perform in the clutch. He had bad games this series. And uh, we're gonna, actually, we're going to get to the comparison. I want to make some uh, some other points about Chris Paul. Um, so Chris Paul, your point guard, okay, he averaged 8.2 assists per game this series. All right, this is the guy that he's known for defensive passing, and that's that's his bread and butter. That's why he gets all this hype and leadership, right? He 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 averaged eight point eight assists, this, you know, eight assists a game, this series. And, and let me tell you why it's overhyped, okay? Because Drew Holiday averaged nine point three, nine point three, and Drew Holiday averaged over two steals a game. Chris Paul didn't even average one. I mean, so I I don't know. You know, I I don't want to knock Chris Paul anymore, but that's that's a serious statistic to consider when you when you're talking about Chris Paul's placement, you know, in the league today and in the Hall of Fame. You know, it's just not that everybody can do it. If Drew Holiday can do it, what point guard can't do that? Um. So here's here's a comparison. I think this is. Perfect. Drew Brees. Okay, Chris Paul is the Drew Brees of the NBA. And let me explain it. Okay, Drew Brees is one of the all-time great quarterbacks. All-time great. His thing is being an accurate passer. And I'm telling you right now... That Drew Brees' quote-unquote title as the most accurate passer is overhyped. It's overhyped. Nobody cares if your completion percentage is higher than other people's. Nobody cares. Just like I don't care that Chris Paul can pass the ball. I don't care. I care if he can score. I don't care about Drew Brees' completion percentage. I care about another statistic. That we're going to get to next week. Sorry, football fans. We're going to get to that statistic next week, though. I would advise you to look at completion percentage and think about why. You know, what other statistic could we use to measure accuracy? That's my tidbit for next week. Um, so, Drew Brees' resume. Let's, let's look at it. He has a championship. He actually beat Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl um, off a terrible play call. But he beat Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. Um... We don't consider Drew Brees a top five quarterback, however. I mean, he wasn't even top three of his own generation. I, I saw a meme when Drew Brees retired, and it was Drew Brees. It was Drew Brees crying, and the title said, "Drew Brees when he for you know when he remembers that he forgot to win an MVP before he retired." Drew Brees has one Super Bowl win, no MVPs, and not having an MVP automatically takes him out of the consideration for top three of his generation. Like, who are you taking over Drew? Are you going to take Tom Brady? Tom Brady has seven championships and I think two MVPs. Like, I know you're not going to take Tom Brady over him. I mean, I know you're taking Brady over him. Seven championships compared to one? We're not even going to talk about that. What about Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning has two chips and five MVPs. I don't remember a single year of Peyton's career where Drew was better. I mean, what, when he was out for neck surgery or the year, you know, the year that he retired? 
the year before that, I guess. Uh, that's that's about it, right? Peyton's legacy is so much deeper than Drew's, though. Five MVPs compared to Drew's zero? We can't actually take Drew over that. That's And that's the same generation, guys. What about Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers has the same amount of championships. Whoa! Aaron has three MVPs. Three of them. Are you going to take Aaron or Drew Brees? You're going to take Aaron. Duh. You know, it doesn't matter that Drew Brees is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. We're not going to ever consider him for top five because he doesn't have an MVP. He wasn't one of the best. He wasn't the best quarterback ever. Like He, he was never the best quarterback. And how can you be amongst the great you know the greatest quarterbacks without ever being the best quarterback i don't know i know you're not going to take patrick i know you're going to take patrick mahomes over drew Brees. patty's got a championship patty has mvps patty's statistics are already more impressive i you're you're taking joe montana over drew Brees for sure right and we don't even have to i mean Drew Brees, by not winning an MVP, puts himself in conversation with Ben Roethlisberger. And I I can't definitively tell you that Drew is better than Big Ben. Big Ben has two championships. Big Ben, you know, had a bigger arm. He could take hits. He could extend plays. Things that Drew Brees can never do. Drew Brees, great quarterback. Accuracy is overrated. It didn't get him anywhere. It got him his one championship, but it didn't get him the respect that he wanted. Okay? And this is the same thing with Chris Paul. Right? Chris Paul, great player. Fantastic player. Excellent passer. The passing's a little overrated. You know, Russell Westbrook averages more assists per game than Chris Paul. Right? I mean, Magic Johnson was a great passer. John Stockton, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, all amazing passers. Okay? We just, we're overhyping it. Okay? Um, I'm not going to say Chris Paul will not win a championship. I, I won't say that. Not yet. Why won't I say that? Because the league is so star dominant that Chris Paul is going to go somewhere. Or the Suns are probably going to get somebody. Right? There's a good chance that Chris Paul goes to the Lakers. There is. If he goes to the Lakers, the Lakers have a good chance to win the title. That's a pretty nice team. You know, if the Suns get a player like Kawhi Leonard, they have a good chance. They do. They're a good enough team. They're good enough that with a, you know, a mega superstar added to their team, they could do something. It would take it would take something like that though for Chris Paul to win a championship. Like I said, Chris Paul, one of the greats. Drew Brees, one of the greats. They're both very talented skill position players. But they didn't get they didn't get it done with the most important aspects of the game. The most important aspects of the game are championships and being the most valuable player in the league. And at the end of the day, how high can I, can we really put them? This was Chris Paul's big chance. 
to be the most memorable name on a championship team. I mean, how many players were injured this year? I don't even want to go through. I'm, I'm tired of talking about this. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. But, man, LeBron James got hurt. Anthony Davis got hurt. Kawhi Leonard got hurt. Klay Thompson didn't play. Jamal Murray was hurt. Donovan Mitchell was coming off injuries. James Harden hurt. Kyrie hurt. Victor Oladipo was hurt. These are all big players, guys. It's tough. You know, it, and it's kind of funny, actually, that last year, everybody considers, a lot of people considered the Lakers championship to need an asterisk next to it. Why? Because they didn't feel it was legitimate. It all happened in Florida. The Lakers gentlemen sweeped every team there was, except for the Heat. They won by six. They won in six. And every team was healthy. Every team had like four months off. And we want to put an asterisk next to that one. What about this season? You had almost 10 superstars, 10 stars slash superstars injured. So, ah, man. It's just, look, I'm sorry, Chris. This was your chance. You blew it. You'll, you'll probably get another, he probably will get another chance. But none of those chances will be as big as this one. If he gets a championship on the Lakers, it's going to be, eh, you were the third best player on a championship team. You know, we didn't give any props to, uh, you know, the third person on the Cavaliers team for LeBron's championship. We didn't give any, we don't really give props to Chris Bosh for owning a championship. He was the third best player. Um, so we're talking about recency biased. You know, there's a lot of recency bias on Giannis right now. You know, we're we're uh, talking a lot about Giannis being the best player in the league. And I I want to tell y'all, don't get sucked into recency bias. Don't don't get sucked up into this series alone. Giannis dominated a team without a dominant big. Okay, he did. He dominated them. It didn't take a whole lot of, you know, skill level. It took physicality to beat this team down. But let's not get ahead of ourselves and call him the best player in the league. He has a chance to be the best player in the league. But I think that you are tweaking if you take him over Kevin Durant. All right, let me tell you the difference between him and Kevin Durant. First of all, Kevin Durant came within his shoes fitting properly to winning a series against the Bucks with a worse team. Yes, they had a worse team. Their superstars were all injured. Kevin Durant's number two was Blake Griffin. And Kevin Durant came within a centimeter of ending their ending their playoff run with Giannis guarding him and Drew Holiday guarding him. Remember, Drew didn't have to guard any elite guards, so Drew helped Giannis guard Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant fried both of them. Alright? I mean, Kevin Durant played out of his mind this year. You know? And Kevin Durant has been at this level. The only reason you don't remember Kevin Durant at this level is because of the injury. 
But that that should make it more impressive that Kevin Durant had an Achilles injury, a big Achilles injury, and that no other player has ever come back from. Boogie Cousins was the best dominant center in the league, had an Achilles injury. He's bounced between how many teams now? John Wall was the face of the Washington Wizards franchise, going to the second round, third round of the playoffs. Achilles blows out. And now he's leading the Houston the Houston Rockets to be the worst team in the NBA. Kobe Bryant never had a winning season, I don't think, after blowing his Achilles out. I mean, and Kevin Durant came back and averaged 34 in the playoffs, 27 in the regular season, coming off that injury. Let's not forget that Kevin Durant is a two-time champion. I don't really care how you want to talk about his rings you can't tell me that Giannis's ring means that much more with all the injuries that happened this postseason they played the Suns in the finals that was how bad the injuries were this season they played the Suns in the finals um Kevin Durant has won MVP he's won finals MVP twice with LeBron James guarding him let's not forget about that LeBron was guarding him when he won finals MVP twice one of those post one of those Postseason runs, he averaged 35 points a game. Let's not forget about the four scoring titles Kevin Durant has. But we, if you want to know what the biggest difference about between Giannis and Kevin Durant is, I want you to think of it this way. Giannis, he depends on his size to win his matchups. He depends on being... The bigger, more dominant person. That's his game. Props to him for using it. No disrespect. That is Giannis's game. He relies on being bigger. Kevin Durant? Well, Kevin's game is completely different. To him, size is just luxury. It's just another bag next to the eight he has. Kevin Durant is such a skilled player. Kevin Durant has a perimeter shot. An elite, elite perimeter shot. Giannis shoots like 18% from three. Okay? Uh, Kevin Durant has the most efficient mid-range game of all time. Giannis doesn't like shooting from the mid-range. He actually doesn't have a whole lot of moves to even open up a shot in the mid-range. Kevin Durant's ball handling is significantly better. I mean, Kevin Durant sometimes handles like a point guard. Giannis, Giannis has his same spin move that he uses in the paint and his charge attack that he uses to get into the paint. And that is about it. That's, that is all the dribbling that Giannis can really do. Um, Kevin Durant is just as good at finishing in the paint. That may be hot take for some people, but it's Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant can get a bucket in the paint. He's six foot 11. Um, like I said, it's a luxury. His size is a luxury for him. Yeah. Kevin give you a bucket in the paint. Of course he can. He's 6'11". Who's blocking him? Giannis is one of the only players to ever block Kevin Durant. And he's done it once. Okay. Um, Giannis's perimeter defense is terrible. Versus Kevin Durant's elite perimeter defense. Look, Kevin Durant is a hooper. Okay, Kevin plays defense and offense, both efficiently. Is Giannis a better paint defender than Kevin Durant? Yes, he is. 
he's like 60 pounds heavier, 50 pounds heavier. But don't kid yourself. Kevin Durant is a great defender and a much more efficient scorer. Like I said, Kevin Durant is so good that he doesn't need his size. It's a luxury for him. He can pull up anywhere on the floor and shoot. You going to say the same thing about Giannis? Kevin Durant is an opener, he's the server, and he's the closer. Kevin Durant can do all of that. Chris Middleton has to take over the role of closer for Giannis because he's not really he's getting better he's getting better at you know at um getting the free throws but Kevin doesn't have to rely on his size to get free throws he doesn't have to he can go get you a bucket hence that game seven game tying shot with Drew Holiday in his face it doesn't matter so before we go ahead and give the throne to Giannis for being the best player in the league I would advise you to slow your roll. Don't fall into the recency bias. I love Giannis. Very humble dude. Great mentality behind the game. It's very impressive. But he relies on being 7 foot tall and almost 300 pounds to get a bucket. He is banking on him being bigger than you. And you having to get out of his way. Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant says, huh, do I want to hit... You know, uh, a walk-in three in LeBron's in LeBron James' face to call this game? Sure, I'll whip that bag out today. Oh, do do I want to hit a step-back mid-range shot that is the most efficient ever? Yeah, I got that. Oh, is is Patrick Beverly being disrespectful? Well, let me whip out my paint bag. Insert dunking on people. Kevin Durant does whatever he wants whenever he wants. He scores, he finishes, he plays defense. These are things that, some of those things Giannis can't do yet. Giannis is getting there. Giannis will probably have the throne at some point. But don't, don't slander Kevin Durant. Don't do it. Don't fall into recency bias. Okay? Kevin Durant is coming back next year. He's going to go get this title. He's going to get his, yeah, Kevin Durant's going to win the title. His team stays healthy. They're winning a title this year. And and I mark my words. Something that played a huge role into this year's postseason is going to play a role next postseason. And that is pressure. One of the reasons the Bucks were so successful this year is that there was no pressure on the Bucks to win any one of the series that they played in. They were not the favorites in any of them. They were the underdogs in all of them. Okay, everybody had the Suns winning the series. All the pressure was on Chris Paul. You know, a lot of people assumed that Chris Paul was just going to win this championship. They, they assumed that he was winning the championship. When we talked about the top five point guards to ever play the game, people assumed that kept, that Chris Paul was having, you know, going into the discussion with the championship. All the pressure was on the Suns and none was on the Bucks, And it made a huge difference. DeAndre Ayton choked down the line. Booker. Booker didn't hit a single three this game. The pressure was so big. Chris Paul, Chris Paul, what did Chris Paul do all series besides blow it? Chris Paul had the game deciding turnover. He had two game deciding turnovers. He couldn't get a bucket late in the game. 
I mean, DeAndre Ayton's hands were literally shaking as they played. All the pressure was on the Suns. Well, next year, as all these analysts crown Giannis with the best player in the world, the GOAT of the new generation, the pressure is going to get to them. It is. They're not going to add any more pieces. Everyone's going to want to get paid. They're going to lock P.J. Tucker up into some dumb contract. He's 36. They're going to lock him into some dumb contract. I guarantee it. Okay. Kevin Durant. People are going to be like, oh yeah, the Bucks are beating the, the Nets. This isn't really a series that Kevin Durant wants to get into. Man, people are going to be undervaluing Kevin Durant. And he's going to go off. I promise you. It's it's the pressure is going to get to people. Um so look, that's all the time we have today. Um football fans, next week we're going to finish that Drew Brees take. Okay? It's a really interesting take to make you think about Drew Brees and his legacy and this other player's legacy. Um I want you to look hard at that you know, the completion percentage, and think about what other statistic we're going to use to prove accuracy. Um, but, okay, that's a take for next week. I hope you all have a great day. Follow us on Instagram, or uh, we also have TikTok at this point. Um, it is checkup underscore pod. Give us a follow, and we will see you next week.